0: episode of small consolation as always your host peaches Brittany. um we're all here hi guys hello so <laughs> uh nothing um yeah i've got nothing else okay so uh this is the podcast where we talk about video games uh sometimes um and so before we decide to not talk about video games um Let's get the video game part out of the way. Um, And there was a request by Tyler.
1: Yes. What have
0: you been playing lately? Oh,
1: well, yeah, I thought this would just be a good time to kind of check in and let our listeners know um, what all we've been playing because it's been kind of a busy couple months, honestly. Like, I feel like we're finally getting into the stride of the year and we've seen some big uh name releases and some of those were games that i think a lot of a lot of us were excited to play so that'd be good to sort of discuss some of those um of course you've got some big ones still on the horizon for later in this month (laughs) i didn't even mean to do that but i will take advantage of it now with horizon Uh, um I was actually just excited about Elden Ring, but uh, you know, you guys can do whatever.
0: <laughs> How are we going to record a podcast and get it edited and stuff without me? Without spoilers for me? Because I haven't played the game yet. <laughs> uh,
2: sounds, like <laughs> sounds like a you problem.
0: sounds like a you problem. You're going to talk all about it and you're not going to be able to get it uploaded until I finish the game.
2: To be honest, I probably won't. Play it because it comes out like
0: four days before Witch Queen, so I'll probably be spending most of my time <laughs> on that. And I mean, I, I know it's not going to, but with my luck, by the time I actually get around to playing it, anyway, it'll be free. So, or you know, extremely cheap.
1: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll let you guys I, I st- well, actually, I'm in that same boat, Brandon. I still need to go back and uh, beat the first one, so. But uh, but you you feel free to spoil it though, because <laughs> I'll yeah I'll definitely be waiting on that one. I will probably pick it up eventually. Well,
2: jeez, um, what uh, else yeah. have you guys been playing? If you're not playing that,
3: if well, you're playing a game I've been... that hasn't come out for another week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that, Nick? <laughs> no, you you talking about Horizon? And it's like that. It's uh, like the seventeenth or something that that comes out.
1: Yeah, pays off. Um, but yeah, in terms of like what I've actually been playing that is already out. Um, I was pretty excited for the this is this is actually going to be old news for anybody who uses the Epic uh, Games Store. Um, but Hitman Three finally made its way onto Steam, which is where I had. Uh, I mean, it's it's still I guess technically just called Hitman. Uh, But it's the third game in their World of Assassination series where it's like kind of their reboot um, of the the Hitman series. So uh, but yeah, I've been playing that and the level design is on point as ever. Nothing like running around the English countryside and like this cool old castle um you know hiding in the walls uh (laughs) generally just being a creepy bald dude with a barcode tattoo on the back of his head so that's uh yeah that's how hitman works Um, but uh yeah that game has been pretty good so far
0: nick and i have been playing legend of arceus
3: it's uh 20 years past due for pokemon to try something new (laughs)
0: do you think they hit the mark
3: uh no and that like it's a very clearly an unfinished prototype for something in the pipeline but yes that it is still a world of improvement um elaborate oh it's it's just clearly not polished enough to call it quite hitting the mark like okay uh, so give me some specific examples of what what didn't hit the mark uh the pokemon just sit there Uh, occasionally you'll find them sleeping there Uh, and that's kind of the variation that you get they don't really interact with anything but you it's not very clear some of the things in the world that you can interact with because being a Pokemon game, you just assume that, Oh, there's only one thing that you can interact with in this world. And it is Pokemon. Uh, they could probably have the battling a little bit more varied than what they have, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a good, it's a good base for moving forward for, for Pokemon.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, if we want, do we want to get into more detail a little bit with this and kind of give it a little bit of a review? Would you guys be cool with that?
1: I I mean, I was kind of curious, like as somebody who's probably going to pick it up at some point, but obviously I'm going to wait for, like I said, there's, there are other games coming up that i didn't even get around to mentioning but i was planning on buying like five games at full price this the next couple months here so i don't know if pokemon will quite make that cut Uh, i would still be kind of curious to see like or to hear um your guys' thoughts like one thing i was kind of curious about was the battle system like you mentioned a little bit about it but like is it in what ways is it redesigned exactly like so
0: the... the videos the There are a couple things that I really, really, really enjoyed. So about some of the things that they've re- redesigned. So um, you can decide which Pokemon you have at the ready um, at any time. You're running around the world and you're like, ooh, I see a Psyduck and I need to have my electric type ready to battle it. You just... Toggle over to your electric type, and you throw it. Uh, you don't have to open the menu and switch your Pokemon to the top of the list, and you know, um, or anything like that. Um, you can even do that in battle if you're if it's your turn and you want to switch Pokemon. You just toggle it, and you, you you hit the throw button, and it'll just switch out the Pokemon right then and there. Um, you as a character can move around the battlefield during. the 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 game you can get as close or as far away from the pokemon as you want and you can actually get hit in battle by different pokemon moves it's kind of funny to stand
3: behind your pokemon and get like blasted in the face by a hyper beam
1: (laughs) (laughs) i kind of wondered about that because yeah i saw some like i saw some gameplay footage and it looked like yeah you can even run around and interact in like certain boss battle um yeah, situations like, almost where it's like i don't know they're talking about like having a dodge with like iframes and everything and i yeah. was like that's an interesting direction to take it almost sort of
3: like um we got some dark souls bosses up in here <laughs> it is yeah, the so, most baby form of dark souls imaginable
0: yeah uh so a little bit of spoilers coming in here about gameplay um if anybody is wanting to play it without spoilers um <laughs> skip ahead a few minutes um but no so so there are no gyms there are no gym badges what it is is um, these Pokemon um, th- there are five of them that have been frenzied is what they call it in the game they get struck by lightning and they get overwhelming power and they' they seem to be suffering from the amount of power that you know they can't really control it think. Dragon Ball GT and Goku turns Super Saiyan four for the first time and runs rampant as a as a um, giant pink ape. Can't really control the power that he's been given. <laughs> so, um, actually, I think that was a, actually a really really good example. Anyways, so um, <laughs> you end up figuring out that you can make these balms out of their favorite food, and you can throw it at them. And it'll essentially lower their hit points to a point where you can battle the Pokemon with the Pokemon. And then they'll become, if you, you know, it, when you win, you know, you'll be um, able to hit him repeatedly with these bombs to, you know, kind of rapidly decrease his health uh, a little bit more. You know, he's a little bit more vulnerable right after you've battled him. And you're trying to get his health down to zero. Um, Meanwhile, he's making, you know, doing Pokemon moves on you. Um, You know, he's basically trying to faint you. Um, You know, so that's that's one thing that's different as well is that the Pokemon will actually attack you out in the wild. They won't just say, you know, they won't just run into you and then start a Pokemon battle and you send out a Pokemon. Um, They will use their moves on you. And that's the only way that you can black out. You know, you used to be able to black out if you ran out of Pokemon. You run out of Pokemon, you just have to run away. Um, You don't lose anything. But you yourself can get knocked out um, by Pokemon if you're not careful. And so, you know, um, you're dodging these Pokemon um, or this, you know, this Pokemon and this Pokemon moves. It's basically a boss battle. So, um, it's really interesting. It's a really good change. You know, I, I really think that it's interesting. Um, th- this game is definitely less about, you know, actually battling people in general. There are very few legitimate Pokemon battles, and all of the Pokemon battles are specifically for a reason. It's not you walking from one place to another, and, you know, you have to, you know, you, you cannot progress without battling these six people or you know just you have to walk around people if you don't want battles or you know that kind of thing it's not just random trainers just standing there waiting for someone to pass and battle them no Um, more
3: 30 people like let me battle you with my Caterpie.
0: right right it's it's very specific uh you know there's very specific reasons why you're battling unless you're battling wild pokemon um, which you can just do you know at random. so um, you know there are uh, a lot of there are a ton of side quests um, and sometimes you give up your Pokemon that you've caught um, to to complete the side quest. Um, now it's very easy to go get more. And the idea is kind of that you're catching a bunch of all these types of Pokemon anyway. So it's a little bit kind of like Pokemon go. Um, basically you're trying to fill out the Pokedex essentially for the first time ever. No one has ever filled out a Pokedex before. Cause you're, you know, this is a game that's in the past. And so in order to learn enough about a Pokemon to fill out their Pokemon or their Pokedex entry, you have to catch them, you know, ca- catch a bunch or um, battle a bunch, watch them use a specific move or defeat them with a different specific type. You know, there are several different challenges for each Pokemon, um, which is kind of interesting, kind of, you know, gives you a reason to battle um, and battle differently and use different moves and these sorts of things. Um, Use different Pokemon. Um, It's very, um, you know, Zelda-y in that you have to go around and you have to pick up um items, you know, you you can uh, that you can craft. You know, you can make pokeballs, you don't have to buy them. Money is a little bit harder to come by. Um you can buy them if you want, um but you don't have to. You can run around and, you know, just craft them. Um I really like the stealth. I wish it were easier to hide from pokemon that have um you that you've angered um you know i i found myself wanting to dash around a corner and and hide in the bushes uh kind of assassin's creed like uh but the pokemon comes around the corner and just knows you're there and just keeps like charging you so you can't really hide once they've been aggroed to you you just have to run away far enough that you know you have to get make enough distance between them that they basically yeah, it is weirdly de-rendered. range range based instead yeah. of site based uh,
3: like they have a smoke bomb item that you can use but if you're seen it doesn't matter like how how much things you hide behind you you are seen until you get A distance away from Mm -hmm. it's and it's like a radius from the original spot. It's not really a radius from the Pokemon itself. That's kind of strange, yeah. Because at least that's what it, it looks like to me. Because there was an instance or two that I think the Pokemon only will go so far from its original place, so it just stops following. And so I'm not sure if it's a the site is based off of a radius from original spot or the Pokemon is tied to a specific spot and it will mm-hmm. not, not go any further than it's set radius uh, that I have not been able to, to determine that, but oh. uh, the game is kind of like a mix between uh, Pokemon Pikachu, Eevee and like Pokemon sword shield. Uh, yeah. Other than there's, they took out, like, the ability to just ride your Pokemon. You get different Pokemon mounts that you have to play a flute for. But, like, you don't even... It's just something that's story-based in the game. And it's barely even a a story for it.
0: Yeah. Um, The nice thing that you would really enjoy, Tyler, is... Uh, you know how your Pokemon can only learn four moves, right? Yeah, and you can only have four moves stored. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in the most recent game, the Sword and Shield, they had a um, mechanic where you could walk into a Pokemon Center, and um, that you could talk to a guy, and he was the remi- move reminderer or whatever, and he could remind you remind your Pokemon of moves that he that they had forgotten. Right. You know, in previous versions of these Pokemon games, you used to be able, you used to have to buy these moves, right? Like with heart scales or something. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, it, it, in Sword and Shield, it was free. In uh, Arceus, it's actually even easier than that. You open up your menu, click on a Pokemon, and third item down is see moves, and every move that you've ever learned is there, and you just decide which four moves you want. And it's just completely customizable right there. I guess um,
3: to add on top of that, because there is, uh, so the moves that you get are, uh, like the highest level moves are, aren't the, the classic moves that you would think of usually. You have to get a item called like a mastery seed and, and buy the big moves like flamethrower or uh, I think psychic you have to buy uh it's some some of those uh i've not done the water pokemon but i think like water gun is probably something you have to purchase but you purchase the most powerful moves with a mastery seed but uh the damage is kind of weird in this game and so very I'm, weird i've not bothered with it because You are either going to one hit KO your the opponent, or you are going to be one hit, and there's no. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's not a good in between. So like catching Pokemon
0: gets weird. I, I they don't take as much into account for leveling in this game. There's a stats um thing. There's like grit um that you can buy. Or I don't remember exactly if that's one of the types, but if that's the first or second word or something, but like you know um, that that you can there's there's a there's a level of it that you can raise any stat of any of any of your Pokemon from zero to three. Uh, you know it raises one at a time, but it only works between zero and three. You can't raise it to four with this item. Then there's another item that'll go from four to seven, and then another one that goes to like seven to nine and so you have to like get these items and increase the stats. And I'm pretty sure that that has more to do with pokemon power than the actual level does. Because I can't tell you how many times I've gone in with a pokemon that's 20, 30 levels over at least 20 levels over, but I had a type disadvantage and I still just one got one-hit KO'd. Um, it's a little bit it's a little bit difficult to um, get used to you know you really have to t- play type advantages and be kind of careful about which Pokemon you have out at, at the time um, and I guess my other complaint would be um, that the level up system is different as well um, I caught a um, Happiny which is the pre-evolution, the baby form of Chansey. And in the previous games, um, to get Happiny to evolve into a Chansey, you had to level it up with High Friendship. And here I am at level 40 with a Happiny, thinking that it would be a good, you know, uh, really good, um, you know, fairy type. And uh, I'm at level 40 and I'm like, why the hell hasn't he evolved yet? And I looked it up, and oh, you need to you need an oval stone to evolve it into a Chansey. And it's uh,
3: like, I got a an Alpha EV like level sixty five EV that I'm trying to turn into a Ebanon or whatever the Dark Evolution is called. I can't. Uh, Umbreon, um, Umbreon, yeah. Uh, but so you have to get it to like max friendship or whatever. For it to to evolve that, and make sure you don't have a fairy move, and it it's just been sitting at the bottom of my Pokemon waiting <laughs> mm-hmm. for the able to evolve icon to show up.
0: Um. Uh, Cyndaquil in all of you know in in Gold and Silver evolves into Quilava at level fourteen and into Typhlosion at level 36. In this game, he evolved at level 18 for me. And th- I don't know, 35 or something. So the the levels are, are strange. They're a little bit different. They seem to be uh, hidden to some degree and you have to sort of unlock them. Um, but the kind of cool idea is that you um, get to choose when you level up your, you evolve your Pokemon. So your Pokemon, you know, unlocks the evolution. And instead of going straight into after battle, you know, this idea that, um, you know, Oh, Hey, this Pokemon's going to evolve now. Um, and oh wait, no, I don't want it to let's stop it. Um, now you just go into the menu and it says, Hey, this Pokemon can evolve. If you'd like it to, you go over to it, you select it and tell it to evolve. So, um, it's really nice if you're wanting to kind of hold on to a Pokemon for a little bit, fill out the Pokedex entry, but and then evolve it. Um, <laughs> I had a quest to uh, uh, finish the Pokedex entry for Magikarp. And uh, one of the moves or one of the entries is um, to max out the entry. You have to watch, watch the Pokemon use uh, splash 100 times.
3: Oh, jeez!
0: So what did I do? But I caught a Magikarp and I threw my Magikarp at a Magikarp. And literally the whole <laughs> battle was um, splash, splash, splash. <laughs> they, they were they were a couple of teenagers, a couple of a couple of, um, uh, you know, adolescent children uh, splashing each other in a pool. Um, so uh, it was kind of funny. Um, you got, you know, you get some moments like that, but, um, I really enjoy it. I wish there were more starters. Um, if they don't have them all. And, um, spoiler alert, um, Typhlosion has a fire ghost type. He's not just fire type now. He's fire ghost. Um, uh-huh. Ooh. I found an alpha em- Empoleon, I think is what it's called, but it's uh, but he didn't have an, a different type. Um, I found a Chimchar. I haven't evolved him yet, but I found a, whatever the final evolution of him is, Infernape, I think. found an Alpha Infernape, and he was he looked normal. So oh. I'm kind of curious if the other two starters that you start out with, if they have different ending moves as well. Uh,
3: or I don't know if, types. They, if they did. I'm, I'm about to go uh, pick them up to evolve them level those up uh i got a alpha lucario and the thing is massive it's nearly right it's nearly eight feet tall which is ridiculous it's it's uh i forget how big onyx is and it's a lot bigger than than that but like uh as far as the the frame of reference and in pokemon like lucario's towers above everything now
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah he's like five feet tall normally yeah and he's like almost double double the size it's crazy these alpha pokemon are crazy um they're they make they they make the uh pokemon episode where they go to that pokemon island and everything has been everything is big like they have these huge you know uh uh ginormous like robot pokemon i don't know if you guys have ever seen that episode um oh yeah i remember that one uh, it's 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 reminiscent of that I saw an alpha Pikachu the other day. And I mean, it was it, it's the it's like a thing of nightmares, like, it's got glowy red eyes, and they just stare at you and they like sear through your just soul. It's, it's interesting.
1: Well, sounds like uh, our listeners heard it here first. Our first ever full game review of of Pokemon.
0: Yeah, you know, I guess uh, at in at the end of the day, if you're a Pokemon fan, you're going to enjoy it. It's got enough different aspects, um, and the the story is is maybe simplistic, but it has some depth to it. There is, you know, there is some story to it. It's not just random stupid dialogue. Um, it is worth getting, um, if you're a Pokemon fan, it's, and you have a switch, it is worth getting, um, just for something new, you know, catching, running around, catching Pokemon, just being able to not, not even have to battling a Pokemon to catch it, just running around and throwing Pokeballs. You can be catching three Pokemon at the same time, you know, um, it's really interesting. Um, you really feel a lot like the character. Um, It makes
1: you feel like a Pokemon. (laughs) uh,
0: You know, and the idea that, you know, your character doesn't really understand why you are where you are. You've sort of been transported back in time. Um, And, you know, you know a lot more, a lot more about Pokemon already than anybody around you. And so you as a player are really, really feel like you are the character in game because they treat the character in game like they would treat you if you were in the situation. So um, definitely, definitely a good pickup for Pokemon fans.
4: Well, there you have it. Heard it here first. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um have you guys been playing anything that you wanted to give an update on?
4: Um, well I beat Miles Morales over the weekend. Um that was very fun. That did not see that ending coming, but well I won't say I didn't see it coming, but I was it was very it was it was very much a Spider Man ending, and anyone who is familiar with Spider Man knows what I mean by that. Um But yeah, it was very enjoyable overall, and then I went and, you know, cleaned out all the enemy bases and collected all the stuff and got all the suits. Um, I'm still missing one because I have to go back and do a game plus now to get the last suit, so I think I'll let it sit for a month before I go back and do that part. Um, but yeah, good game. Short, but honestly worth it. The story was very impactful. Um sure if i'd played it all the way through in like one day i would have been like sobbing on the floor at the end or something but
2: (laughs) he's showing up in the um spider-man sequel game right
3: yes uh, yes I, i think how it's supposed to work is you play as both miles and peter
4: yeah, and they haven't they haven't said yet if there's gonna be like a co op mode so someone else can come
3: join Ooh. you as the other Spider Man, uh, um, or if you just have to do one that. or the other. Uh, I, I'm going to guess that. So if they are going to be really gutsy with the story, uh, Peter gets. Well, I kind of want Miles to get the the Venom uh, symbiote. Because uh, I don't think he's had a Venom suit yet.
4: Yeah, I don't think so either. They and they, in playing through the original game, like they were very careful not to mention Venom or Symbiotes or anything. We like we know Symbiotes are in this world um, for obvious reasons that I won't spoil. Because in case anyone hasn't played either game, um, but. Yeah, we don't know what Spider Man's relationship to the symbiotes. Like, if he knows about them, um, if he's had the black suit. I guess I don't even think they. don't even think they made like a. I was expecting him when he saw Miles in his in his red and black suit to make a comment like, "Oh, I had a black suit once too." Yada yada yada. But no,
3: does. I I I think what because uh, what Harry Osborn has the symbiote, uh, be. Because we've already seen like the intro trailer for Spider-Man Two, where uh, it starts with like Kraven the Hunter fighting both Peter and Miles, and then at the very end, like Venom comes out of the shadows, uh, and they're like, "Oh, what's this?"
4: Right? Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. They just so, hear Venom's voice from the shadow, but yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, I think in this version, neither of them have been exposed to the symbiote i i think what they're going to do is end up killing peter parker uh like miles has to fight him at the end when he becomes corrupted by the symbiote i was thinking that too as
4: i was like playing through like the wrap-up stuff because that's a big part of miles's story is that eventually peter dies and he becomes the sole spider-man of the ultimate universe which now no longer exists because comics are weird but whatever yeah.
3: um, that's kind of why I want Miles to get the Venom suit uh, just because I think that would be the first instance of him having I think he got Carnage bonded in one of his his uh, comics but he's not had the Venom suit as far as I'm aware
4: yeah, I don't think so either. I know they did. They just did some big symbiote event, but I think I don't know if Miles was around for that part. Um, but yeah, it, there, there's plenty to look forward to. Um, and they've done such a good, go- good ugh, a good job with that game that I will buy whatever they put out sight unseen.
2: <laughs> well, uh, continuing the Marvel games tradition um i just finished uh guardians of the galaxy um which is another um was a game awards game that uh was nominated for quite a bit of things and i think nick kind of mentioned it in a previous episode but yeah it was really fun um story was really um exceeded expectations and um You know, it's one of those we talked about, the games with decisions. It's one of those games where there are decisions you make, and so they can affect certain aspects. So you feel like you do have a little bit of agency over your story. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, it's not like you're still going to get to the kind of the end goal. Like it's not, you know, Detroit where you have 400 different endings. So, uh, yeah. Although I did find the, the an alternate ending where like halfway through the game and it just stopped, got gave me credits, and I was like, oh, I don't think this should be happening. Am I going to have to start over? And then it took me back to the checkpoint and was like, hey, maybe don't do that this time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> maybe make better choices.
2: Yeah. So it's really fun. I started to go back to find all the suits and collectibles that I missed, but um, I'll be interested to see if they um, do more with this franchise. Um, I don't know if DLC would work or if they just would release a sequel. um, Because they definitely, you know, the possibilities are endless with that group.
3: (laughs) I did really like that version of uh, Mantis, though, where she's Got memories of, like, all different realities of the Marvel Universe.
2: Yeah, and, like, her, when she first was introduced, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I like this Mantis. But then, like, when we we're on the the one planet where she helps us out, like, for the majority of that, her storyline, like, that one, I started to like her a little bit more. And it was a unique twist of her power set. Um, At least it led to some good dialogue between the characters.
3: I I think I just mostly enjoyed her dialogue because Rocket is like, that waterfall's going to drown me. It's like, no, you usually drown in a puddle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, so that's pretty fun, like using her powers mainly because it really doesn't do much for the story itself, just for some comedic timing.
0: so uh do any of you guys like beer no
4: I do
1: depends on the beer I suppose usually it does. usually yeah Love a good would you
0: ale. would you agree that um, <clears throat> you, you that, that at least you've heard someone tell you about beer that that it's it's an acquired taste absolutely
4: yeah mm-hmm. there's... that
0: that not everybody liked it at the beginning but then you kind of have to keep you know, drinking it and then you'll start liking it better.
2: As someone who doesn't sure. like beer, I've definitely heard that a lot. When people find out, I don't like beer. Right. <laughs> that, that
0: is exactly what happened has happened to me. Just drink um, more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Drink it more and you'll just, you'll like it.
2: Drink the well, thing you don't like more. And then eventually <laughs> you'll just give in.
0: In, well, no, in, 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 it's an acquired taste. You should drink more of it.
4: <laughs> well, like, in, in defense of that worldview, it's not just drink more of that thing you don't like. It's, right. okay, you don't like really hoppy things. Let's try something that's less hoppy. Because I, after years and years of trying different light beers, I know I don't like light beers, so I don't order light beers anymore. Um, unless it's free, then I suck it up, because you don't turn down free alcohol.
0: <laughs> you know, back in college i i was in a i know one summer i was in a uh bowling league with a buddy of mine hey shout out to you uh sometimes he listens um <laughs> and uh you know one of the things that we would do is we would you know get a drink while we were you know we would do like rounds of drinks or whatever you're you know um and we'd, pl- we'd play poker basically with you know strikes and spares and you know if you got a strike you'd pull two cards if you got a spare you'd pull one and you know best hand of five basically would win and you know somebody has to buy you a drink so they didn't have like mixed drinks they just had beer and so I tried this shock top yeah and I oh yeah, I found that I liked it okay because it was, it was a little bit more flavorful than just regular beer um, my problem is that beer smells good <laughs> To me, but then it never tastes as good as it smells. And this shock top stuff, you know, and I like ciders, you know, um, but the shock top
1: stuff usually has pretty strong, like citrusy. Yeah, and so I,
0: I I found that that was hit or miss, right? Uh, Sometimes it had like really flavorful citrus, and sometimes it didn't. So I don't, I couldn't tell exactly what was going on. Um, Well, so the reason I bring this up. (laughs) is uh, we're branching
1: out and doing beer reviews yeah we're doing beer
0: (laughs) reviews um what in the entertainment media would you call it has been an acquired taste for you what did you start out you know were there video games or movies or tv shows or anything that you started out not liking but someone told you to keep watching it or you just decided to kind of give it a few extra episodes and then all of a sudden you know, you finally started liking the video game or the show or or whatever.
1: I mean, I have like w- when we first mentioned that we might, you know, cover this topic at some point, I think it's something I've even brought up on the podcast before but like the example that just immediately springs to my mind was the game Bloodborne um, which I had literally bought a PlayStation 4 for that game and I like got it on launch day. I played it for a while and I was a huge fan of the dark souls games already. And I was always like, "eh, like, I want to play bloodborne. Is it worth picking up the PlayStation four? Like pretty much for this game. (laughs) And finally I bit the bullet and did it. And then I was kind of like, eh, not as good as dark souls. And I was like, "Eh, it's, it's like, and I was like, and the performance isn't as good, like, my frame rate's dropping, and PC Master Race. And, like, (laughs) so I just kind of shelved it for a while. And it literally wasn't until on this podcast, Nick was like, hey, like, you do know, like, it has a really, like, it's, you know, if you enjoy the Lovecraftian kind of cosmic horror setting. There are basically no other games <laughs> quite like that one, and certainly no other games that do it as well as Bloodborne does. And he was like, you should really give it another chance, I think you'd like it, and you might end up liking it almost more than the Dark Souls games. Um, and so I gave it another shot, and like he was absolutely right, completely right. Like I totally fell in love with the atmosphere. Like grew to really like the more limited weapon selection but like the intricacy of the trick weapons so it's like every weapon in that game that you could use had such like interesting detailed animations and like i mean it just so atmospheric in every element of that game's presentation with the lovecraftian setting and so yeah i totally fell in love with it and that game went from being a game where i was like kind of almost regretting my decision to buy a PS4 to being if not my favorite Soulsborne game, at least my second favorite. So, total turnaround.
3: I think I'll go in a slightly different direction. Uh, for me, it would be the Netflix series Bojack Horseman. The So, it first came out, and I was like, eh, I'll try it. And the first few episodes are kind of middling. They weren't great. They weren't bad. Uh, They just kind of introduced the characters. I was like, ah, the world's kind of silly, but they're not really doing a whole lot in here. That's... What if the real world but half the people were various animals would be the premise? And then episode four or so the main character gets into an argument over muffins with a seal and the seal turns out to be a Navy seal. And then <laughs> it, they go and she's like, no, like uh, just because he's a Navy seal doesn't mean he's a hero. Like I'm sure a lot of people in the armed forces are jerks. And just because <laughs> you give a jerk a gun doesn't mean they're a hero. It's like, oh, this is going to be something different because there's been nothing else that would like call out <laughs> uh, the U.S. military like that. Like in my my experience in, of media, no one else has really ever blatantly called it out. It's like no, like the military's surely full of people that are jerks. Like. Yeah, they're not automatically heroes for being in, in the army.
1: Yeah, I've got to say I that like I like your selection of Bojack Horseman cuz that's one that like totally like I kind of had this a similar sort of experience with it where I like I I'd written it off for like the longest time like it never really looked that appealing to me. And then I started watching it and it really was like that show does something different with its writing and its tone and like it's it's a weird example because like i can't personally put it on my list to something that grew on me because it like grew on me and then it died away again as i found myself being almost unable to watch that show because it hits so close to home (laughs) it's like so oh my gosh that like that show will like send me spiraling into depression
3: (laughs) yeah i I guess that is like it's funny but oh man because uh what depression is a very widespread issue in America and the show basically deals entirely with like this is what depression does to to you and your relationships so like as as just just destroys them because you are unable to change because you have a mental illness and it is affecting everyone around you.
1: Yeah, I, I... Suffice to say, I never expected a show about a talking horse to, like, hit me in the feels as hard as that show did.
4: <laughs> I, I've i started that show. I need to actually... I think when I started it, it was, like, right before the pandemic kind of got serious. And it was like, oh, this Uh-oh. isn't going to be over in a couple weeks or even a month. Um. So, yeah, I had to... Uh... Stop watching that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right? (laughs) It's an acquired taste. (laughs) We'll have to let it grow on us. When you're not sad. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, if we're going to talk about uh, TV shows here for a little while.
4: Oh, well, I was going to mention a video game.
0: (laughs) Oh. Do you want to go next?
4: Yes. Well, fine. Um, Gosh. (laughs) Get out. So, in... My, so I think I've talked about this before, but you know, a game that I started out really into and then was just disappointed with by the end was, um, the prototype. Um, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but like, I remember when that game came out and they were, you know, doing the whole, like, it, it's, you know, open world sandbox. I think it was, I don't think it was a launch title for the PS3, but it was like hyped up. Um, as like an early release for that generation of consoles. Um, and they're like, Oh yeah, you can, here's the setting. It's like this post-apocalyptic New York. Your character is being hunted by these people because they think he did it. Um, you, here's your powers. You know, you can play your way and build this character however you want to, blah, blah, blah. blah." Um, and I didn't play it right away from launch, but I was just like, okay, let's put that on my radar for later. Um, And then whenever I did get a PS3, it came with Infamous. So Infamous was like the first game I ever played for the PlayStation 3. um, Well, on my own. I played like Assassin's Creed and other stuff before that. But um, So Infamous was the first game I played, so it set that sandbox bar pretty high. And then I get to prototype, and it's it's a little janky in places. It doesn't look as polished, um, but it's still playable until you get to the final boss fight, and it's all but it's almost all but unwinnable and I'm like, why am I sucking at this so hard? Um, and so I google it and a lot of people apparently had this problem where it turns out the boss to beat the, the best way to beat the boss um, because they throw in like a five minute timer all of a sudden out of nowhere, um, you had to level up a certain power and I had had no use for that power so I'd only leveled it up like one time. I think just I think it was just like to grab people from further away. I didn't I didn't really invest in it a whole lot. And everything I found online was like, yeah, Yeah. you really need this power because it's the easiest way to kill the boss. I I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah,
1: specifically, yeah, like the timer thing Mm -hmm. you mentioned. Like I remember that now. (laughs) Like that was like a huge pain. (laughs)
4: Yeah. So I think what I since since it was like I think it was like it was. Like, checkpointed too, so you couldn't just quit the mission and go do other stuff to, uh, like, get experience points to dump into that skill. So I was literally stuck at the end of the game, couldn't beat it. I think what I ended up doing was just lowering the difficulty to, like, the easiest setting, and then the boss died because I sneezed on him. <laughs>
3: did, did Prototype come out before Infamous? Like, I, I never... <sighs> played hey. the first infamous i just know i rented prototype uh back when like blockbuster was a thing so yeah it would have had to have been stop dating us nick <laughs> no yeah no later than 2009 at that point yeah and it, uh like uh i had a blast with it for essentially the weekend that i had it <laughs>
4: Um, Yeah, it came out, they came out around the same time. I think Prototype may have come out like a month or two before, um, but because their their premises were so similar and the setups were so similar, they were always kind of compared, talked about one with the other. Uh, But I think Prototype may have come out just a little bit ahead. Um, But obviously, Infamous is better, (laughs) because...
3: It got three games versus Prototype, that only got two.
4: Yeah. Pro- not only did Prototype get two, but in the second game, you go back and kill the main character from the first game because they hated it that much. Like we, we really just want you to work out your frustrations with how bad this turned out to be. Um, but yeah, that's like my go-to. Like this game promised me everything and then let me down in the in the literal worst moment. <laughs> I it fumbled the ball um, at the goal line. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, June nine, two thousand
0: nine, prototype.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, May twenty six, two thousand nine, infamous one.
4: Okay, there you go. Yep. So infamous
0: yeah. came out a week before.
3: Okay, prototype. so basically at the same time. Uh, yeah. I. I did like prototype. I don't know if I've, I finished it because I rented it from, from one of those movie stores, but it was definitely something that I, I had a fun with for the duration that I had it.
4: Oh yeah. It's fun. Like the free player was great and it was kind of, it's kind of like a super powered version of, of GTA. Like you can just cause all this chaos and then get the, the military rolled out on you. Um, and then you know, do all the. If you want to fight them, you can run away from them. Like it, it it's a it's a fun game. It's just the story sucked in the end. <laughs> um, but then on the, I guess on the flip side to balance it out of a game I thought I wouldn't like, but ended up loving, was Mass Effect the first one because that that was like my first kind of foray into that kind of game. Um, Oh, but then yeah. by the end i was like oh i need to know this mystery i need to i need to figure all this stuff out um, yep though though the, the of the three original I haven't i have mass effect andromeda i've tried to play it twice and i haven't finished <laughs> it either time so yep same can't do it that, <laughs> and i it's not i don't even dislike it i just don't like it enough to motivate me to do all the work exactly that's exactly
1: how i would describe that game it's it's like inoffensive but Mm -hmm. just not worth the time investment
4: (laughs) yeah and like someone told me like oh did you get to the part with the the, with the dragon i'm like what dragon there's a dragon (laughs) they're like what dragon are you talking about (laughs) and apparently that's
1: I'm I, sorry. I was just interrupting. And saying clearly too much of an acquired taste yeah. for us to wait to get to the dragon.
4: And I guess the dragon's the halfway mark. So yeah, oh, didn't no, I even sure. make it halfway through yeah. the game. But yeah, the original three are even Mass Effect three. I liked, and Mass Effect oh, two yeah, is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but yeah, that's a series I went into only knowing the hype because it has been on. It had been an Xbox exclusive for so long and then they finally ported it over to the PS3 with the release of Mass Effect 3. Um, So I just bought it sight unseen and played it and loved it and very excited for whatever new game they've got coming out next year. Or I don't even know if they've given a date now that I think about
1: it. Uh, Yeah, I I wasn't sure if they had or not. Yep, I'm trying to keep an eye on it. I don't think so because
3: I think Dragon Age should come out before the next Mass Effect.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Anyway. Um,
2: so yeah. I've been racking my brain this whole oh. time.
0: Well, you were on mute! Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cough in your ears.
2: Okay, you can go. I'll end it.
0: <laughs> um, so, uh, I've been having a hard time coming up with a, with a good video game for this. But back in college, um, Evan, you know, and I lived together, uh, Scandalous. Um, and, yep. you know, that gave me the opening to his library. So,
4: was wondering how that sentence was going to end.
0: <laughs> yeah, the opening to his. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> So I started watching Heroes.
4: Oh, and still a sore subject, man. I don't,
0: I don't remember. I don't remember why or how I ended up watching this. Like started watching this. I don't know if maybe I'd seen an episode or two that you'd watched or 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 what. But you all probably, of a sudden, I just—it
4: was probably me watching it because that was my favorite show for a long time.
0: Yeah. So I watched season one. And, you know, it's got a lot of people with superpowers and all this kind of thing. And, you know, the premise is really interesting. All this, you know, something happens. No one can explain it. All of a sudden, a lot of people have superpowers. And so I'm watching the first season. And, okay, you know, each episode is very interesting. But I don't really see how they're all interconnected. I know that they're probably going to connect at some point. Because every episode is about one character or one set of characters, right? You know, there might be, like, brother and sister or, you know, family or friends or something where they both, you know, have... So there might be a couple of people that are introduced at the same time and you follow their story together. But, you know, the first... I don't know, 10 or 12 episodes, it feels like. just It feels like a long time. These episodes are like 45 minutes to an hour or something, and so you're investing all this time, you know, half a season, into individual character development, and then all of a sudden, boom, you run into a brick wall, and all of their stories com- you know, combine, and you're like, wow, this is a good show. I cannot stop watching this show. Like I'm, I am so scared of what's about to happen, but I just cannot stop watching. Like there was that suspense that you're just like, holy crap. Season two was good. (laughs) You know, it was a continuation of season one. And, you know, I don't remember specifically anything about season two necessarily. I think it was a little bit more faster paced than season one was. You know, I think you introduce yourself to a few more characters and there's a slightly different tone Yes. Season 3 was the writer's strike.
4: Mm. So, season 2 was the writer's strike. Oh, season 2 season was the writer's strike. Yeah, because season 2 is only like 13 episodes long, I think. Oh,
0: I thought that was season 3.
4: No, nope. season 3 is the result of the writer's strike, which is... Ah. <laughs> still feeling it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, what they did to Peter, I just...
4: Mm. I mean, you can spoil <laughs> it. It's been like
0: Twelve years at this point.
4: <laughs> yeah. They all of our listeners are probably like, "What's hero?"
1: <laughs> oh my they, god!
0: They they nerfed Peter, so Peter had the ability. He was a basically sort of a power sap or copy. If he touched someone that had the abil- had an ability, he then could also use their ability. Um, he might have had to see it too, or something. I don't know, but if he touched someone, then he could do it. Um, and there was if- another character.
4: Uh, Peter just had to be around them. Oh, okay. There, I there thought were, he had actually... No, because there were a couple times where he started mimicking an ability and he didn't even know what he was doing. or He hadn't okay. even talked to that person in the room.
0: Um, There was another character who was the main bad guy. His name was Siler. And he had to kill you in order to take your power. But he could do the same thing as Peter. He was just a bad guy. And... um they I guess they just just how they ended the Siler saga essentially like that that, like Mm. that season of Siler I just (laughs) it was I just hated it so much you know it was such it was such a good show until they sort of did that and then you know I feel like they got to that point and they're like okay you know we, we, we we got this we got we're here what happens and someone says here how about this and they said no, we need a twist. We, ne- we need something just a little bit more. Okay, well, what if we do this instead and switch two characters? And like, ooh, that's a great idea. And I, it wasn't. It, they should have just let it die with the original idea. I think they were trying to make more out of what it needed to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the suspense and everything just needed to come to one conclusion and then just kind of end. And I think they should have just started over fresh the next season. Um, and... So- What they ended up doing with Peter, right, was something happened to him where they essentially nerfed his ability to uh, use all the powers and he could only use one at a time.
4: Yes, so because we're spoiling this (laughs) 11 year old show, I think. um, Peter. So Peter's supposedly dead father. Steals the power to heal himself from a three hundred year old samurai, and then he steals Peter's power, and then Peter takes a shot that gives him his power back, but it's nerfed, and he can only hold one power at a time, and he has to touch you to to copy oh,
0: Okay, it. that's where the touch. That's, that's where the where touch, the
4: touch comes yeah. in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So interesting that you mentioned the whole like finishing, concluding the story, and then starting fresh. Originally, the plan was that each season was going to be its own self-contained story and maybe one or two characters would cross over just to kind of hand things over. Um, but because people really loved the season one characters and the stories that they were doing there, they were just like, well, we'll just change our premise and we'll only introduce a handful of new characters in season two. And we'll just try to you know, carry over the story, which then could have worked. Until the writer strike happened, and then they completely changed their entire course of action, because um, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, and they they'd, they'd already done it from the beginning too, because Siler was supposed to die at the end of season one and not come back, but because people love a good villain, he came back, and
0: and yeah. I, I just did not like that. Just did not set in my in in my mouth very well. I just yeah. Yeah, season, season four. I couldn't. I, I just couldn't watch season four. I, I I watched the first couple episodes and I was just like, I just can't get into this.
4: There were some promising moments in season season three and four had promising moments, um, but and then they ended on this massive cliffhanger of Claire exposing them to the world. I mean, like, look at me as I jump off of a building. Oh, but wait, I'm fine. Watch me stitch myself back together. <laughs> um, and then yeah, that ends. And they did a reboot they did a reboot season, but it kind of had the same problems of lots of cool stuff early on, very interesting characters, but then the story just kind of falls flatter than it mm-hmm. should. Um, yeah. Yeah, no that Yeah, here I, I was gonna do a heroes rewatch kind of earlier on in the pandemic, but then I remembered that there's a storyline involving a pandemic in season two, and I was like, Yeah, never mind.
0: Oh yeah. i uh i don't know in in terms of like video games for this i i can't think of any video game that i really liked at the beginning and then stopped liking at the end um or vice versa or played a video game that i didn't like all the way through and ended up Mm -hmm. liking it you know like
4: yeah with games it's really hard to commit to something you don't like um to finish it up but like I think the only thing that took me through Mass Effect was like the story was good and I was getting used to the combat and things it was more the mechanics that I was not used to and the story held me over Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah it's really hard to commit to a game that you're just not enjoying (laughs) yeah I don't know if I have any examples of that having been the case though I guess the first Crash Bandicoot might be another one for me because I think when I played it, I think the first time I played it, I was just too little to understand it or to really handle like all the timing and stuff. But then when I played Crash Bandicoot 2, it was like, oh, great. No, this is perfect. Uh, and then I, I don't think I ever actually went back and replayed one until the Insane Trilogy came out. Uh, but, of course, so much time had passed and we don't really have traditional platformers anymore. <laughs> all three games were like, oh, this is hard. I. What am I doing?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, so that's all the time we've got today.
4: Wait, didn't Jared have something? (laughs) Sorry, Jared. (laughs) That's okay.
0: (laughs) Go ahead, Jared. I was just joking. Oh.
1: (laughs) Jared has left the podcast,
2: (laughs) Jared has fallen asleep. It out. Um, no, I so this is a tough one for me to think about. Because like you just guys mentioned, you know, most video games, like if I've started playing it but I didn't like it, I wouldn't really keep playing it. Um so most of my the things I came up with were ones that I just never wanted to start because I thought, no, I I don't like that. I don't want to deal with that. And the one that popped in my brain. I have to go back to middle school and it's reading Harry Potter.
4: Wait, before you say anything more, did you read the first one? Skip, start the second, skip it, go to the third.
2: No. Okay. I, when they, so I was weird. Um, and around that time, uh, any sort of like, I don't know, fantasy, super, unrealistic you know book or series like i just was not interested in it at all like i remember i had a middle school teacher who tried to get me to read i don't remember the name of the series but it was like some sort of lord of the rings-esque series but all the characters were animals uh, and Redwall. Red oh yeah, yeah it might have been that one and i was just Jeez. like I don't care. Like that sounds dumb. So,
3: Jared's wrong cuz Redwall is awesome.
2: And I yeah, I totally taste, I totally agree <laughs> that like my taste have changed over time. But Harry Potter was in the same ilk because I was like, I don't really care about this. You know, the books were coming out and they were super popular and it's like it's not my not my jam. And so I wasn't reading them until for birthday christmas or something a relative of mine like not immediate so they wouldn't know like what i liked or didn't like got me the goblet of fire and i was like well shit i can't start at the fourth (laughs) book (laughs) so before i even opened the fourth book because i had it as a gift i was like well let me try the first one it's small and then of course i got hooked and read all of them like as soon as they came out but um so yeah that was one that popped in my head um even before that I was thinking maybe for shows like Avatar like I never really was like oh that's mm. a kids cartoon blah blah, blah, blah. but <laughs> I just it was one of those things that i just never had done and finally like with the urging of like you guys like oh you should watch it you should definitely watch it and then I finally did and I was like oh this is amazing it's just
0: and then yeah. we don't I actually had much. kind of a somewhat similar experience with, with Harry Potter books um, I was actually given the first Harry Potter book uh, The Philosopher's Stone Wow uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to I explain was given to that- someone
4: that we don't use the term philosopher to mean magic people and <laughs> it, yeah, it went left very quickly
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I was given it as a gift by my grandmother and um, I don't know if it was uh, maybe a birthday or maybe I don't know what holiday it was for, but I was given it as a gift and I wasn't huge on reading and I didn't know anything about it. I didn't at all. I was, I was probably, I don't know what year did the first book come out. I was probably 10 or something Mm, to the Google box. Uh, but I, it was pretty much right as it came out. Like it was a fairly new book. Nobody knew if, you know, there were going to be any more necessarily, you know? And, uh, so I didn't read it. Um, my dad and my sister read it and you guys can all say awe at this, but, uh, my sister actually started reading it to me. And uh, uh, that actually made me go, oh, wow, this is actually kind of an interesting book. And so after she read like the first couple of chapters, I took the book and continued to read it. Um, But that was a couple of years after I'd owned the book.
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, It was first published in America in 1998.
0: Yeah, but he oh, got the okay. British version, so he probably got <laughs> a year early. No, I I got the source rooston. Uh, <laughs> kind of like, Jared, but I probably I, got it in '98. I,
3: I had a similar experience with books uh, in that uh, one of the sequels. To, them all. Yeah, one of the sequels <laughs> to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I like asked librarians, like, can I read this one? Because there, uh, I. I think I might have started reading the Redwall series. And it doesn't matter what order you read in, as long as you read Redwall first for the setup, and then you just read whatever one looks interesting after that. And so like on the bookshelf, there was one of the middle books. And it's like, can I re- read these out of order? And the librarian's like, no, nah, you really got to start with the first one. And the title is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I was like, well, that's a dumb title. But <laughs> But then, I don't we'll even see. think that's technically the first one. Uh, it, well uh, it not? Well, it, it is... I, there were prequels that came after the fact. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah,
4: publication orders, like they can... Chronicles of <laughs> Narnia can be read multiple different ways. I think the only one that has to be at the end is the final battle, because it's called the final battle.
3: Yeah, I don't and remember no, which one first. I looked at. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that one's first. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, and here's the thing. Why I was such a hypocrite as a child. I loved The line the Witch and the Wardrobe and I read like Prince Caspian and like I don't remember any of the other sequels, but you know, I read that series and so like I don't why wouldn't I read Red Ball or Harry Potter? I don't know. Or maybe I started
0: <laughs> The Chronicles of hey,
1: Narnia and characters. That's what <laughs>
0: Maybe you were being told to read those and therefore you just did not did not want to. <laughs> if I'm told to do something like to read something yeah, I you just know, don't you want to.
2: Be, you might be right. I'm I used to like weird. as a little tiny kid have to pick out my clothing because I didn't want to be told what to wear and like if my parents would dress me in something I didn't like I'd throw up on myself so that I would change clothes. Oh god. <laughs>
3: Wow. <laughs> Next going time right on the Jared's nuclear Therapy defense, Session. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you didn't
0: like confrontation, Jared. That seems pretty yeah. confrontational to me.
3: Uh, that's that's not confrontational. That's just... <laughs> that's, that's, you have to. That's the nuclear
4: option. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't oh. like it, so I'll make it so I can't wear it.
2: Another one I thought of was Star Wars. That's one that, oh, yeah. it was just one I'd never seen it, and so I had just never gotten into it, and finally people are enough people were like, you haven't seen Star Wars? And <laughs> then I finally watched it, and just, yeah, I like it now.
1: Just you spare yourself from hearing that ever again. <laughs> Sometimes you reach that point, too, where it's like, like you said, you have enough yeah. people who are like, I can't believe you don't like this. You should give it another shot,
3: then. But it I definitely, think, uh, I enjoy Star it, but... Wars, Oh, sorry, Jared.
2: Oh, I was going to say, I still enjoy it, but like you can definitely tell it's something that I didn't get into myself because mm-hmm. like I still yeah. haven't seen any of the animated stuff. And I've watched The Mandalorian, but like I haven't watched any of the Boba Fett show that's come out. So I'm like, whatever. I haven't
4: even done that yet. Oh, it's good. Um, these last two episodes of are- mm, Chef's Kiss.
0: Um, I can't friend. tell you how many people ask me once they find out what I do for a living. They go, Oh, have you seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> I, have, no, I have not. I What what do you mean you haven't seen it? It doesn't interest me.
4: I'm just gonna say <laughs> I don't take this the wrong way, but I don't think you would like breaking bad. Just I don't either. No no knowing you long enough, I don't think you
3: would like it.
0: Well, I, I do appreciate that you think you know me. <laughs>
3: For for me, the first Star Wars movie I saw was Episode One because we are young enough that we wouldn't have any experience with the original trilogy, and so like my parents rented it for me, and like my mom watched it. and It's like that was awful, and <laughs> <laughs> me being a uh, what probably around ten is it was a movie, so it's like yep, that was great. It was a movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there was a time where I used to really like the uh, the first Incredible Hulk movie before Edward uh, Norton.
4: Oh, oh, the one that Ang Lee made—that's like kind yeah. of more like a Beauty and the Beast thing. Yeah, yeah. there are still things I kind of like
1: about it, but yeah,
3: it, yeah.
0: Weird. Well, I think this conversation has kind of gone to seed. okay so um jared why don't you give us the socials
2: um facebook twitter youtube small consolation
0: and that's all she wrote folks yeah um in the comment section (sniffs) Let us know something that you hated at first, but loved at the end. Uh, Or that you loved at first and hated by the end, like heroes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So
4: much potential. Save the cheerleader save the world. That was was my favorite little storyline, because you hear that, and you're like, save the cheerleader, what? How does that play into anything? But anyway.
0: Good night, everybody.
4: Bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye now. Goodbye. Come back now. Bye. Goodbye.